Welcome to the vodcast. Firearms are revered by many people and hated by many people. Despite the American people having a right to keep and bear arms, the issue continues to be highly politicized. Because this particular right is under constant political pressure, a recent study caught my eye. The <clears throat> study purports to provide an accurate assessment of how many Americans routinely carry firearms. I know a little about this subject because I spent the better part of my life teaching firearms, tactics, and use of force to civilians, law enforcement, and military personnel. I came across the study's claims in a news article. The claims were so outrageous, I had to go track down the study. When I read it, I discovered what was really going on, what the real agenda is. And I'm going to share that with you today. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. I'm not going to delve into the methods used in the study. I'll put the link to the study in the notes, and you can do that for yourself if inclined. Anyone who understands how studies can be rigged to produce a predetermined outcome will see how that was accomplished in this case. Before I get rolling, let me share with you a brief recitation of my experience relevant to the subject matter. I was a small arms specialist in the United States Army Rangers, where I taught the use of numerous weapons systems. When in law enforcement, I was a certified law enforcement handgun and submachine gun instructor. Well, it's been quite a few years. At one time, I held the second fastest time from threat detection to target engagement on LAPD's FATS system. I owned a firearms training school in California. After I left California, I continued teaching, spending several years range mastering at the largest privately owned firearms academy in the United States. I am a huge advocate of Americans taking personal responsibility for their safety, whether it be in their home, on the street, or at work. No one else is going to do it for you. And as we see time and again, when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Because of my passion for the right of self-defense, I've made an informal study of how many Americans carry a firearm on a daily basis, other than those who carry one for a living. My professional assessment from inside the community, inside the firearms and self-defense culture, is dramatically different than the study we're discussing today. But then I was looking for real numbers, not seeking to support an agenda. My estimate of how many Americans carry a firearm every day is roughly 2% of the U.S. population. So as you go about your day, for every 100 people you see, two are carrying a firearm. That 2% figure is national, but of course that number will vary when looking at local communities. As an example, you'll find a lot more people carrying firearms in the rural Southern Nevada community in which I live than you will in a predominantly left-leaning place like Los Angeles. Roughly 50% of the U.S. population owns firearms. Virtually everyone I know who owns a long gun also owns a handgun. Further, there are more people who own guns that are willing to share that information with the government or pollsters, so the true percentage will likely never be known. Using my 2% number as a starting point, if we say that 50% of the U.S. population owns at least one handgun, that would mean that 4% of firearms owners carry a firearm routinely. That estimate is far different than the number claimed in the <clears throat> study, which is politically motivated nonsense. The important aspects of that study are what the numbers are they assert, who performed the study, and what they're attempting to accomplish. 
the percentage of handgun owners they claim carry a firearm routinely is 12%. (laughs) That's a 300% inflated estimate beyond what I had to say and grossly inaccurate. If their number was factual, that would mean in highly pro-gun communities such as where I live, that some undetermined number well above 12% would be carrying firearms. I can assure you that is not remotely the case. Because the claims in the study are so ridiculously inaccurate, I wanted to know who conducted it. The study appears in the American Journal of Public Health, which is published by the American Public Health Association. In other words, the study is the work of the American Public Health Association. So, who is the American Public Health Association? On first blush, I couldn't find any political slant associated with the American Public Health Association. But then I went further. I researched the current leadership and presidents of the association going back a decade. All of them are flaming liberals. They they aren't simply Democrats. They're hardcore leftists from the world of academia. In other words, the American Public Health Association isn't really a public health group at all. It's a liberal political activist group masquerading as a public health group. Once we understand that, then we need to ask why a group that loathes firearms and wants to eradicate private firearms ownership is conducting a study that purports to inform us about how many Americans carry firearms. There are three reasons, all of them interconnected. First, nearly a week goes by, we don't see a story about some asswipe killing several people using a firearm. These events have led the media, predominantly left-leaning media, to repeatedly pose the question, who is responsible for so much gun violence? The left would have you believe the problem is the exercise of our inalienable right to keep and bear arms. I would suggest it is a failure of the American people to take personal responsibility for their own safety, instead wrongly believing they can shift that responsibility to the government. The American people have come to wrongly believe government has the ability to keep violence from occurring. Second, this study was released in December 2022, six months after the Supreme Court's Bruin decision. Bruin was essentially a death knell for a wide swath of gun control laws. In other words, gun haters know they are going to lose many of their laws they've managed to get enacted over the past few decades, as those laws are declared unconstitutional when the Bruin test is applied. Third, and most significantly, with the advent of the Bruin decision, gun haters are left looking for another means of achieving the goal of rendering the American people defenseless against violent criminals. The new approach is going to be declaring gun violence to be a public health threat. They're going to claim that gun violence is a pandemic and as such justifies the government abrogating the American people's right to keep and bear arms. In 2020 and 2021, in the midst of the so-called pandemic, We witnessed the deprivation of unalienable rights of the American people on a scale previously unimaginable. That such measures were deemed acceptable by many Americans for no better reason than they were fearful was not lost on the gun haters. The gun haters now want to gin up as much public fear as possible and then assert that firearms are subject to regulation as a national health emergency, just like SARS CoV 2. There's a government agency of which you may have heard. Its name is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, more commonly known as CDC. So what is that agency intended to control? 
let's hear its name again, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In other words, it was established to control or prevent disease. But do you know CDC has a violence prevention department? The opening sentence of that program's website states, quote, violence is an urgent public health problem. You'll note the key words there are public health and urgent. The definition of urgent, according to dictionary.com, is requiring immediate action. The gun haters want to characterize gun violence as a health emergency. And one of the synonyms of emergency is urgent. Emergency is defined as requiring immediate action, which is the same words used in the definition of urgent. In other words, urgent and emergency are used interchangeably by the CDC. With that in mind, what CDC's opening statement really means is, quote, gun violence is a public health emergency, close quote. You may also be interested to know that within CDC's violence prevention program, it has a specific department that addresses firearms violence. Of the 10 departments within the CDC's violence prevention program, the firearms violence department is the largest and the most well-funded by far. This would probably be a good time to recall the CDC only has authority to control or prevent disease. So by creating programs that address gun violence, they are laying the foundation that gun violence, even violence for the purpose of self-defense, is a disease. In short, CDC is characterizing gun violence as a disease that impacts public health and defining it as an emergency. During 2020 and 2021, we saw what happened to the rights of the American people when federal and state governments declared the existence of a public health emergency, which is what CDC and the gun haters intend to do concerning firearms in the not-too-distant future. With that understanding under our belts, let's return to the American Public Health Association's study. The study only gathered data on lawful carry, so that informs us that whatever is the association's agenda, it deals with law-abiding citizens, not criminals. Of course, the core of all gun control law is to target law-abiding citizens because, by definition, criminals don't obey laws. Now, let's wrap this all together so you can get a clear picture of how these pieces work together. First, we have Bruin eradicating decades of anti-gun legislation. And to be clear, Bruin didn't magically remove those laws from the books. But anti-gunners know that under the Bruin test, every time one of those anti-gun laws is challenged, it will be declared unconstitutional. In short, they know decades of anti-gun legislation has been flushed down the toilet because the Supreme Court acknowledged what every liberty-loving American knew all along. Those laws are unconstitutional. Next, we have the CDC laying a foundation for roughly 30 years now that gun violence is a disease and as such is subject to an end run around the Constitution and our unalienable rights by declaring a public health emergency. In order to declare gun violence a national public health emergency, the CDC and more pointedly its parent agency, the National Institutes of Health, has to be able to make a plausible argument that law-abiding citizens carrying firearms in public is the cause of gun violence. Again, I remind you, CDC and other anti-gun organizations make no distinction between using a firearm to save your life or the life of a loved one versus using a firearm to commit murder. The term gun violence includes both. 
But of course, as every thinking person knows, laws only restrict the law abiding. So in reality, all legislative efforts to stop gun violence are designed from the outset to stop law-abiding Americans from exercising the right of self-defense using the most effective tool. And just as with those legislative efforts, the same corrupt and immoral goal exists in their plan to declare gun violence a national public health emergency. The study by the American Public Health Association that grossly inflates the number of Americans routinely carrying firearms is an initial step in the plan to provide the Secretary of Health and Human Services with a plausible argument that can be used as the legal basis to declare gun violence a national public health emergency, thus authorizing the government to impose extraordinary measures that violate our inalienable rights, as occurred in 2020 and 2021. If you think these folks have concocted a far-fetched scheme that will never fly, let me ask you this. What would you have thought if in 2019 someone had told you that when the next upper respiratory disease-causing virus popped up across the world, you'd be arrested for leaving your home, or that in the modern electronic town square, you would not be allowed to give voice to your views if they conflict with the government's position? I'm pretty sure you would have called that person a kook promoting far-fetched nonsense. Yet, that is exactly what happened. Anti-gunners never stop. With Bruin decimating their legislative approach, the only direction left to them is an end run around the Constitution by invoking the very same emergency powers they just witnessed being imposed so successfully across most of America. In other words, they know it works because they just watched it work. What they want to do is simply change the impetus from an actual disease to something they're going to corruptly declare as a disease. Can they convince the American people to go along with it? I don't know. Did they convince a good portion of the public that lockdowns were a good idea? Did they convince the sizable percentage of Americans that wearing a mask would stop a virus? Did they convince a broad swath of the public that the so-called vaccines would stop the spread of the virus? Did they convince more than 224 million Americans that sticking an experimental drug in their body was a nifty idea? So I ask you, what can't they convince the American people to believe? I can almost hear you thinking, no one would buy that gun violence can be stopped by calling it a disease and then declaring a public health emergency against it. To which I gently remind you that it's only for two weeks to flatten the curve. There are, of course, other incredibly important rights, such as the right of property and the right to make your own health choices. To that end, before I go, I want to let you know that I'm running a holiday special on my books that deal with those rights. It works like this. First, from now until midnight on December 25th, you get free shipping on anything and everything you buy on the drreality.news website. Additionally, if your order contains a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist and or Body Science, I will personally inscribe and autograph them for you as well as pay the shipping. You may have heard Bob Dylan recently got caught using an auto pen device to autograph his books. I don't do that. I personally inscribe and autograph your copies of Income Tax Shattering the Mist and Body Science. Income Tax Shattering the Mist proves beyond any doubt, even to the most skeptical person, that Congress never imposed the income tax on the ordinary working American. In other words, the income tax has never been imposed on you and me. I haven't filed an income tax return or paid a penny in income tax since 1993. Why would I? 
I know what the law says. Not what they say it says, <laughs> but what it really says. And you can too. After you see the law with your own eyes laid out in a straightforward way, everyone can understand. Then you can decide if you want to keep letting the government fuck you by stealing your property based on a lie. Whether for yourself or someone else, imagine what an empowering gift it is to discover the truth and have the choice as to whether you want to safely walk away from the government scamming you out of your property. Body Science is such a wonderful book. I, I know I'm the author, so I'm expected to say that, but it really is. Uh, that's borne out by the fact that 100% of reader reviews have given it five stars out of five. America is the most chronically ill society in all of human history. With our wealth, our science, our medical prowess, we still have become the most chronically ill society in history. The reason is you've been lied to for 60 years. Body science details all their ugly, life-destroying lies and who has profited from them. Then it reveals the truth, those lies concealed from you. Once you learn the truth, you can decide whether you want to be another sickly statistic or whether you want to get incredibly healthy and stay that way for the rest of your life. It's actually quite easy once you know the truth. And both of these life-changing books are on special right now. These books are phenomenal, just as they are. But now you can get them inscribed and autographed, and I'll pay the shipping for you. So grab yourself or a loved one a very special gift this holiday. Simply go to drreality.news, drreality.news. Choose the truth you want to discover and enter the coupon code SANTA at checkout. It's that simple to get a great deal on the books that will change your life. Also, I've been doing informative presentations like this one for 20 years, and they've always been completely free. By grabbing a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist and or Body Science, you help me to continue to be here for you. Thanks for being here. I hope you have a fantastic holiday season. Take care.